Please listen carefully. Hello, and welcome to Caveat Realtor with Virginia Realtors, where we discuss the real issues that realtors face. I'm John Haley. And I'm Laura Farley. Remember, Caveat Realtor is meant to provide general legal information. Nothing we discuss should be considered as legal representation or legal advice. Hey, Laura. Hey, John. What's up? Not much. So jump ahead a little bit, kind of give a little spoiler alert. Today's topic is short-term rentals. Yes, it is. And so my big experience with short-term rentals is that I uh, single-handedly thrust my in-laws into the world of Airbnb. Oh, yeah? How'd you do that? We went to Charleston for a wedding past Labor Day, and they were like, you handle all the rooms. So I got the Airbnb, and the look on my in-laws' face when we pulled up in front of some dude's house in Charleston was Pretty spectacular. Priceless? Uh, It was priceless. They were considering just owning me for a second, but it ended up being lovely. And I think they're now believers in the the short-term rental economy. Oh, yeah? So so I think I did my part for that, at least. Well, there you go. Now, my question for you is, did you use a realtor when you found that short-term rental? I did not, no. Uh Uh-oh. It's a good thing you weren't working here yet. That's true. I'm absolved from that, I think. Maybe. We'll see. (laughs) So let's get started talking about today's topic of short-term rentals. Short-term rentals have been in the news in Virginia a lot lately, and with more legislation regulating these rentals passing the 2018 General Assembly, we thought this would be a good time to give you an overview of the differences between a short-term rental and a traditional rental. If you're looking for the code provisions, if you're a bit of a geek like we are and want to go read the law itself, they're located in Title 15.2, Counties, Cities, and Towns, Chapter 9, General Powers of Local Governments. Not exactly where you'd think you'd find it. No, no, it's a little bit of an Easter egg hunt there. A short-term rental is defined as the provision of a room or space that is suitable or intended for occupancy or dwelling, sleeping, or lodging purposes for a period of fewer than 30 consecutive days in exchange for a charge for the occupancy. The person offering the rental is called an operator. These rentals are exempt from the Virginia Residential Landlord and Tenant Act because they are, by definition, shorter than 90 days. 30 is less than 90. That's, That's simple math. We can do that here. Yes, we can. While short-term rentals are generally exempt from the VRLTA, they may or may not fall under the regulations related to occupancy in a hotel, motel, or extended stay facility. One of the biggest factors here is whether or not the person resides in the lodging as his primary residence. In general, people won't see short-term rentals as their primary residence. They're usually using these for vacation or leisure purposes, beach, skiing, things like that, or like when you went to the wedding. But that may not always be the case. For example, if someone is getting ready to list their home, they may move into a short-term rental while the property is being shown so that they don't have to worry about keeping the house spotless. My parents did that. They didn't want to have to worry about making sure they wiped out the sink every day before they left for the day. And as such, that short-term rental may become their primary residence temporarily. So assuming that we're in the more common uh, situation where the short-term rental is not the individual's primary residence, you know, what most of you think when you hear a short-term rental, the property owner or his agent has the right to use self-help eviction under Virginia law without the need to file for unlawful detainer and gain a writ of possession from a judge. If, on the other hand, the person, like in the example I used earlier, does use the short-term rental as his primary residence, different standards can apply. If the property is the person's primary residence for less than 90 days, then the owner or his agent must give a five-day written notice of non-payment before exercising self-help eviction if the full rent is not paid during those five days. If the person has the short-term rental as his primary residence for more than 90 consecutive days, then the relationship falls under the common law of landlord-tenant law. So now that we know a little bit about 
the kind of state of short-term rentals, let's talk a little bit about regulation. And as all of our loyal listeners know, there can be regulation in things like this from state and uh, localities as well. Yep. So localities are allowed to pass ordinances adopting a transient occupancy tax, which is not to exceed an amount that's set by the General Assembly. Now, generally, that limits 2%, but there are several localities in Virginia that are allowed to charge more if the excess is spent solely for tourism and travel initiatives. Right. So you want to make sure you check what your locality has for these transient occupancy taxes. Absolutely. In 2017, the General Assembly passed a bill allowing localities in Virginia to pass ordinances establishing a short-term rental registry, which requires operators, that's the person who owns the house and puts it out there as a short-term rental, they can be required to register annually. As part of the registration, the operator would need to provide their complete name and the address of each property that he or she is offering for rent in that locality. The bill also allows the locality to charge a reasonable fee for the registration. And if the locality passes a registry ordinance, it's also allowed to include a penalty of up to $500 per violation for failing to register. So that would be per property for failing to register. If an operator fails to register, the locality can prohibit him from offering his property for rent until he does. And if he still refuses or has numerous violations, the locality can prohibit him from registering and offering short-term rentals in the future. So an example of your RPAC dollars at work, uh, Virginia Realtors worked hard in 2017 to get an exception for licensees added to this bill. The law now states that a local ordinance cannot require a person to register and pay the fee if the operator is a real estate licensee or is represented by a real estate licensee. Other exceptions include if the operator is operating a licensed timeshare, registered or licensed with the Department of Health to provide lodging, or licensed or registered with the locality related to the rental or management of property, including licensed real estate professionals, hotels, motels, campgrounds, and bed and breakfasts. So, Laura, let's go for a short-term stay in legal hotline well, Let's do what it. Do say? Uh, so what are localities allowed to do in terms of short-term rentals? Well, so localities can create a registry that requires owners who rent out their houses or a portion of their houses for less than 30 days. The registry can require owners to register annually and pay a nominal fee to create and maintain the registry. So, John, what information can localities require as part of that registry? So the registry can only ask for the operator's full name and the address of each property in that locality that the operator rents as a short-term rental. Laura, are there any exceptions to the registry? There are. As John said earlier, if the owner or operator is represented by a real estate licensee, or is a real estate licensee themselves, they cannot be required to register. Also, if the operator is registered under the Timeshare Act or by the Department of Health to lease spaces for lodging. And if the person is licensed or registered with the locality to rent or manage properties, they wouldn't have to register. So John, what happens if the owner doesn't register and isn't represented by a real estate licensee? Well, in that circumstance, the locality may include in its ordinance a penalty of up to $500 per violation for individuals who don't register. The ordinance can include other provisions, spelled out in the law, to deal with an owner who continues to fail to register. All right, Laura, last one. Why was there a change to the law in 2018? Well, the bill that passed in 2018 did not deal with short-term rentals specifically, but with two localities. In March 2017, after the end of the 2017 General Assembly when the law was passed, but before it went into effect on July 1st, Virginia Realtors received a call from one of our members that a particular locality was trying to pass an ordinance that was not in compliance with the new law. Our policy and advocacy team sprang into action, trying to work with members of the local and the local association to convince that locality that their proposed ordinance did not comply with the law. 
the locality decided to pass the ordinance that we believe did not comply with the law in 2017. So during the 2018 General Assembly session, Virginia realtors worked with legislators to pass a bill that clearly states the law passed in 2017 supersedes any ordinance that that particular locality had passed and required that locality to amend its regulations by September 30th, 2018 to comply with the existing law. Because laws generally take effect on July 1st, the September 30th deadline gives that locality 90 days to come into compliance. During the 2018 General Assembly session, we also heard that another locality was considering adopting a regulation that would require a special use permit to ensure that properties were not impacted during the 2018 summer if such a requirement did pass. The original bill was amended to also specify that any short-term rental located in this second locality would fall under the uh, city's regulations related to short-term rentals. So let's talk about ways that you can limit your risk. And this week, the limit your risk section is a very short one. Homeowners can limit their risk by using an agent when doing short-term rentals. As professionals, you are aware of the requirements and can help make things easier for the owners. Thank you for joining us. Caveat Realtor is a weekly podcast with episodes released every Tuesday. Our podcast is available for streaming through iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Subscribe to our podcast to get automatic updates when we have new episodes, and please rate us. Remember, members of Virginia Realtors have access to our legal hotline, where we can provide you with legal information. You can access the legal hotline on the Virginia Realtors website under the Legal tab on the For Members section. Make sure you're logged in to see this page. Thanks. Bye. Although the members of this podcast are attorneys, the legal information in this program is not a substitute for personalized legal advice from an attorney licensed to practice in your jurisdiction. The information provided by Virginia Realtors is a general reference work as a public service and does not constitute solicitation or provision of legal advice. We provide this general legal information on an as-is basis. We make no warranties and disclaim liability for damages resulting from its use. Legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case, and laws are constantly changing. The information provided in this program should not be used as a substitute for the advice of competent counsel. This has been a production of Virginia Realtors, copyright 2018. This podcast features the song, Please Listen Carefully, by Jazar, available under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike license.